0: Hey, what's going on, everyone? Aaron here from the Waste Away podcast team. And today we interviewed another thin eater that lives by quite a few of the principles in Chantal's book, Waste Away. She's here to tell her story and what she eats on a daily basis during intermittent fasting and also being sugar free and grain free. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. So, Christine, super great to have you on the show. Uh, tell us a little bit about your story and, and how you kind of got into to the whole intermittent fasting world.
1: So, my name is Christine Kalibi. And as far as the history of my weight and how I felt about my body goes, um, my, both of my sisters were naturally thin. My mother was naturally thin and I was always the heavier sister. Um, I wouldn't say overweight, but definitely always chubby. And struggled with it, tried every diet in the book. Um, it wasn't until I was dealing with health issues that I came across the lifestyle of intermittent fasting. And I incorporated that saw significant changes, and then um, started doing grain-free and sugar-free to really just utilize the detoxification part of intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. And and so what has kind of been your experience thus far with intermittent fasting?
1: It was insane. I actually had to shorten those hours to eight at times because I would lose so much weight, (laughs) like uncontrollably losing weight, but still eating tons. It was just my body was in fasting mode enough to deplete the fat cells so awesome because you're either in fasting or fed you know Mm -hmm. and when you're in constant fed mode if we're to go by the recommendations that they give us the fed mode is you can only store so much glycogen in your liver so once that's there it's converting it to fat and if you're not going into fasting mode intermittently, then you're going to constantly be in a process of storage and not depletion, which will then obviously lead to weight gain.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so in Chantel's book, Waste Away, she always refers back to the hunger scale. How do you think that kind of incorporates into your life?
1: You know, where I start eating on the hunger scale for me is obviously I do it by time. So when I wake up the morning six or seven and my body's just automatically up at that time, Sometimes I don't feel hungry, so I don't eat until 11 or so. And even when doing that, I don't extend my eating hours at night because when I eat carbs past like six or seven, it's just too much for me. So I would say I don't ever really get into that ravenous hungry mode. I'm not I don't feel that I don't ever feel like I'm super hungry. So you would you say that you eat when you're hungry, just not ravenously hungry? Mm-hmm. So I would say headache. I get to the hunger point. Like so when we're here. Is zero is ravenously hungry. Mm-hmm. One is you actually hear your stomach growl. Two is you're hungry. I would say okay. I eat when the stomach growling happens. Sometimes I have to remind myself to eat because I think once you get in that mode, and you're healthy and you're fueling your body with food and not eating food because it's yummy or it's fixing some sort of, you know, quick fix in the, chemicals in your brain so you're like getting those little boosts of energy i don't think you get to the point where you're you know these ravenous hungry so i would say stomach growling and hungry one and two is like always the extent of
0: it if you had to give me like an estimate like ballpark uh when do you think you you stop eating
1: i stop eating when i'm comfortable i don't want to feel i just want to feel satiated I don't want to feel uncomfortable. And when I eat too much, I feel uncomfortable. When you're paying attention to what you're eating, you can start noticing like, okay, I'm getting just slightly uncomfortable. It's just like the most minute amount of discomfort. So I feel like I can lengthen the hours of eating because I eat so clean. So not only is it grain-free and sugar-free, it's organic. And that's huge. People don't consider the toxic factor of their food and why they're retaining weight. And I think that's a huge portion of it. Even if you can't cut out grain and sugar, if that's too hard for you, if you're taking out the toxic load in the food that you put into your body, I think that that makes a huge difference in what your body hangs on to.
0: Talking about the sugar-free and grain-free lifestyle, and, and I mean, inevitably, people would probably think like, you know, You have sugar cravings what do you usually do when let's say a sugar craving comes up
1: so when i'm craving sugar which i have to say is rare i think initially it was hard and so in the initial periods of avoiding sugar the cravings i honest the best thing is cinnamon on an apple there is something in that snack that cures a sugar craving for me like no other it's got all of the qualities of like a cinnamon toast, but then you've got that filling fiber from the apple. So I think that's like when I'm craving sugar. And you know, now I would consider an apple sugar. That's how much I don't crave sugar anymore is an apple to me would be sweet enough. A banana is like what I used to consider
0: ice cream. So for the most part, like if you had to say, what what does your diet usually consist of?
1: My diet consists of unprocessed foods. So if it's going to come in a box, it better only have two or three ingredients, and I need to know how they were put together. You know, ingredients that I can't understand don't go in my body. I literally put in my body the cleanest of foods, and the simplest way to describe it is the outside of the grocery store aisles. So, you know, if you're sticking to the outside, you really don't need to go in the center aisles. I made a video of the grocery store, and I went through the center aisles, and it was nothing but starch and sugar and processed foods and foods i couldn't understand and chemicals my body doesn't even recognize as food you know so what's the fruits vegetables um, if i'm to eat any sort of grain it will be the sprouted grain bread and that's the limit of my grain is sprouted grain so
0: mhm mhm what are your thoughts on consuming dairy
1: dairy is something i love Who doesn't love dairy, right? But I apply those same rules that I apply to the grocery store to dairy. So it needs to be clean, it needs to be unprocessed, which is, that's the only thing that's hard is cheese. So cheese is hard to find really clean. You have to qualify it usually with somebody who's making their own cheese on a farm, goat cheese or something like that. Um, Dairy needs to be, for me, grass-fed cows because obviously if the cows are eating grain, then so am I. And if I can get it from a local farmer, that's what I prefer to do. When the milk started being pooled in our country, that's when we started seeing the rise of inflammation and inflammatory diseases. There's so much pooling of our milk so that if you have a diseased cow, it's being pooled with almost our entire lot of dairy, you know, for the country. That's crazy. That wasn't what we were exposed to 20 years ago, 30 years ago. It's different now. And our bodies are having trouble and they're showing signs of it. Um, food for comfort that I would say I rely on, um, and along with that, the dairy needs to be organic. I do feel that's important, and antibiotic-free, hormone-free.
0: This is a question we, we've gotten a couple times before. So let's just say like with living with your lifestyle. Do you ever find yourself wanting maybe a little bit of comfort food?
1: So I wrestle with this because everybody wants to say, we all need comfort food, that's a normal thing. I like to say you can get rid of that feeling. The feeling that you need comfort food doesn't need to be there. The reason I think we we call it comfort food because it does feel comforting. Um, Starchy foods, carbohydrates, sweets, you know, when I think comfort food, I think of like either mashed potatoes or like a donut, something like that. Those foods are yeast feeders. If you can get rid of the yeast in your body, you can get rid of the call for the food for it. It is, um, my dad and I had a conversation recently, and we were talking about who knew sugar and yeast had such a voice. Who knew? You know, when you can beat the candida in your body, you can beat a myriad of issues on top of the call for comfort food. That call that's like, that would be so good. I'd love to just wrap up in a blanket and eat it. You know, that that feeling is strong because without it, the yeast dies, without the food for itself, it dies. And so when you can starve it out by your own demand, by your own control, you can literally quiet the voice. Mm-hmm. So that's my
0: answer for comfort, comfort. food, yeah. And, and really quick, Christine, do you eat meat? I
1: do eat meat. Um, I spent a long time being a vegan and the veganism actually, I will say, was a huge catalyst for this lifestyle because veganism included clean eating and not subjecting myself to um, the other diseases and chemicals that other animals were exposed to, you know? So when you incorporate what other beings are exposed to, you're essentially bringing that on yourself. Um, so now I do eat meat, it does need to be, I, what I love to do is get in with another family and purchase part of a cow. Go in, you know, and let's purchase a cow together and then you have your meat for the year or for the half year, whatever you decide to do, but organic, grass-fed, and most importantly, the part where everyone's gonna think I'm crazy, is um, handled, handled with care. The animals I eat and put into my body should not have existed only to feed me. I feel that they should exist to live the life they were created to live. And when that happens, something magical happens that is almost of the godly realm, and not explainable with words because your meat has a different purpose.
0: And I know we we just passed the holidays, but I guess maybe for future reference, um, what are your thoughts on maybe like binge eating during those holidays?
1: So for instance, I'm grain-free, sugar-free, I only eat in certain time windows. And like I said, I'm not ravenously hungry. Who doesn't love Thanksgiving? I mean, the thought of dressing, you know, and stuffing and sweet cranberry sauce and all of those things are awesome. But I also don't like to feel bad. So I I eat like everybody else on Thanksgiving and don't pay a price afterwards because I'm not gluttonously piling it in. I like to enjoy it. If it's there the next day, I'll have some the next day, whatever whatever really feels intuitive. And I think that when you start eating this way and you're eating clean and you're feeding your body and fueling the vessel you've been given, you literally start to have an intuition, a discernment that's given. I mean, I do pray for that too. So we'll put that in there. Mm -hmm. I do pray for discernment often, but I think it also comes with being a fully functioning being. Now all of a sudden I have this intuition about what I should be eating. And it's easy to say, I'm good. I got my little fill. I got my little, you know, and it's not a struggle. I swear to you, not a struggle. Like I don't ever once feel like I'm missing anything and it's not a
0: a struggle ever. And with all that being said, like, can you give us maybe a few tips that uh, people can implement to make sure that they don't overeat, whether it's during the holidays or they don't go back for that second piece of cake? Like any tips from you?
1: So let's say you are going into the holidays and you're either new to trying to get on top of the way that you handle food going into your body or you're wanting to incorporate, you know, this season in your new mind frame, whatever the case may be, I feel like we all have that ability to discern. We all have that ability to say, hey, I'm gonna go into this with open eyes. I'm gonna go into this with an open mind and an open heart. And I have a goal that I wanna meet. So let's reverse engineer that goal and say, you know, after Thanksgiving, I'd like to feel good about myself. I'd like to feel good about myself and I'd like to feel good in my skin. What does that look like? Well, if you reverse engineer that, that looks like not stuffing yourself to the point where you have to unbutton your pants, recognizing those first cues of I'm full, giving yourself 20 minutes after a normal plate to see if you want a second plate. You know, Those little things are something anybody can do. It's the little extra steps, the little details that sort of give you that boost of confidence that will then come into play in the next week, in the next week, in the next week, because you're setting your daily goal, your hourly goal, and you're reverse engineering it, and you're figuring out, how does this work? How does this fit into my holiday plan? You can still sit there with Uncle Joe and have your stuffing. Mm -hmm. You know, you just don't have to out-eat Uncle Joe. And it still tastes good, and you can eat slower. And a huge thing is, chew your food. Chew every single bite of food, and if you don't have time to give thanks for every bite, give thanks for every other bite. And wow, I'm so grateful that I'm being fed, number one, that I'm sitting here with family, number two. There are so many other ways to satiate those chemicals in the brain. It doesn't need to be stuffing, you know, or turkey and dressing. It can be, I am grateful that I'm putting this food in my mouth and I have food to eat. And it sounds crazy, like that eliminates the struggle. When you're mindful about the way that you eat, when you're mindful about the chewing you do, when you're mindful about the food you're putting in your body, and how you may have it and another may not, those bites become longer and you feel fuller and it's like magic. Just works like magic, it does.
0: All right, guys. Thanks so much. Once again, wanted to say a huge thank you to Christine for coming onto the show. And if you want to check out the video version, not only this one, but all of our podcasts um, are over on our YouTube channel. The link for that will be down in the show notes. And if you have a question that you want answered, go to questions at chantelrayway.com. We'll see you next time.